Hey, thanks for tuning into What's the Sitch with Chrissy Dress. If you haven't already liked, subscribed, shared, or commented, please do. It would be greatly appreciated. <laughs> so today's going to be a quick one. I haven't checked in in a minute uh, because uh, my business did open and things have been quite hectic. So I plan to continue this podcast and I would love to, um, you know, check in at least once a week. Uh, that was the plan. But like I said, we opened uh, the spa and it's been crazy busy. So that's a good thing. <laughs> so things are good. Things are different, but things are good. You know, we really um, are up and up on our protocols, um, pre-screenings, um, signing waivers for clients to come in and receive uh, services. We're even doing uh, virtual consults, which is going really well. A lot of people are, um, you know, FaceTiming me one-on-one, uh, -on -one, whether they're immunocompromised or just don't feel safe. Uh, coming in to the spa or leaving their home, and rightfully so. Um, so that's been uh, something new that I pivoted in my business um, as an entrepreneur and has been going really well, like I said. Um, so it gives me a outlet to be creative. If you haven't caught on to that, I um, am the creative type. So... <laughs> Plus, it's also great, um, the one-on-one -on -one consults for clients that, you know, don't want to leave their home um, or they, you know, are immunocompromised, but, you know, they may be lonely. Um, so I've also gotten that feedback as well, that it's nice just to see somebody's face um, and have a conversation that's not about politics. It's not about the virus. It's not about 2020. Um, you know, and it's about something completely different. Um, you know, we chat about skincare, we chat about, you know, diet, um, you know, exercise. Um, did you get a Peloton? Uh, my question to my audience is, do I need a Peloton? <laughs> the consensus is yes, I know. <laughs> So, yeah, things have been going uh, really well. Um, like I said, with reopening the business, we've almost been open a month. We opened um, last month, so June 26th. And the cool thing about um, how I have my business set up is <clears throat> it is a boutique, so we are small. So we do have that advantage uh, first and foremost. Uh, that's how I created my business model anyhow to have a more personal, uh, personalized experience uh, with clients and not that large, um, you know, 10 room spa. Uh, it's more, you know, it's actually two rooms. Um, and it's, it's not like a Sephora where you go in and you just feel overwhelmed or, you know, it's not a destination resort spa, which I love and they're luxurious, but we all know that in this current climate, of COVID-19, um, nobody is visiting those um, facilities 
and sadly. Um, so I feel like my business was kind of set, um, you know, in a good position, um, you know, hindsight, you know, now for COVID. Um, so, you know, we are able to offer services in person and, you know, having a small crew is great because, uh, you know, we can be one person, um, at one time with a client. So, um, you know, we do put 30 minutes in between each client as well. So there's an extra added 15 minutes for really sterilizing, sanitizing everything. And trust me, when I say everything, everything, I tell clients when they come in, you know, for example, please go wash your hands. Here's a, you know, hand towel and you can throw it in the basket in the bathroom. If you grab the handle and it's wet, it's just sanitizer. So don't worry. <laughs> so yes. Um, and we've gotten a lot of feedback that the clients who do come in feel very safe, um, you know, confident. Um, they do notice the extra measures uh, that we have taken to ensure, um, you know, all of the above. So it's really a good thing. Um, and like I said, very busy. We are working on some new treatments as well. So that's super exciting um, because per the CDC, uh, we are located in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, for those of you that are not hyperlocal or ha who have not been in um, for a service. So um, per the CDC, we're not able to offer facials um, or um, lip waxing. So anything where the client has to remove their mask, we actually are not allowed to um, offer as a service to our clients. So once again, being very creative, <laughs> um, you know, I, I've taken to social media as I always do, and I've really promoted other services that we do offer. So full body waxing, um, massage, um, back facials, very popular, especially now with back acne and, you know, we're not going out per se and, and dressing up as much or, or what have you, but still, if you struggle with back acne, um, we are doing, you know, specific treatments for that, uh, lash lift and tint, um, tinting, lashes and brows, sugaring, um, Reiki, so uh, reflexology, you know, the list goes on and on. Um, so even though we're known for our facials and that's essentially what we're award-winning for, there are a ton of other services within our industry that we are able to access and uh, create. So it's actually kind of fun. And I've taken on that mindset that, you know, instead of, oh, woe is me, I can't do facials or you know, we can't offer this service and, you know, you get what you put out. And so I've really taken on the mindset of this is going to be fun. How can we, you know, come up with something that is different or, you know, new for us at the spot, you know, offering, you know, so we're creating right now, actually, and we're thinking of uh, different services to offer, such as, you know, head, neck, and decolletage uh, massage, you know, like a scalp massage, 
um, while you uh, lay there, the client being you, uh, with a beautiful mask on um, the decolletage. We do have a red light panel uh, as well, so we can add that for anti-aging, anti-inflammatory, uh, pain relief, you know, uh, so thinking of something like that. Uh, we also chatted today briefly about doing um, an Indian scalp massage. So, have you ever heard of Shiradora? Guess what? <laughs> We're probably going to be offering it sooner than you know. So, this treatment is amazing because it's been around for centuries. And if you see Indian women and their hair, how luscious and beautiful and long and thick and healthy it is, you know, they're usually oiling their hair when they're at home. Trust me, <laughs> I'm married to an Indian. And so I, I know these customs firsthand. And so, you know, this treatment is super relaxing because Shiradora uh, is warm oil that's poured gently on the third eye. And so it opens the third eye, oiling the hair. Once it's done pouring on the third eye, and us, for instance, we're still creating this, so I'm talking it out here, maybe doing a beautiful foot scrub, foot massage, maybe a little reflexology. Then when we're finished with that, you know, with a little eye treatment, come up and, you know, really give a beautiful massage for the scalp. So all of that warm oil that was just poured on the third eye, opening up the third eye, then massage the oil into the scalp. So you're getting a very, very relaxing, almost spiritual, treatment if you want to take it there <laughs> and then you're getting an amazing scalp treatment now the question is are clients really going to want to leave with an oily scalp and a mask <laughs> but once again you know we're going to try some things out so we're excited we have a bunch of uh different avenues that we're looking into and what we can really offer. I've talked to other estheticians um, in different parts of the country that I'm friends with. And, you know, it's, it's a little unnerving to know that certain places have A, never reopened, B, shut down as soon as they opened, California, or See, just recently got shut down again, Chicago. Not Illinois all over, but Chicago in particular. So, you know, um, really uh, just being thankful and, and, like I said, happy and creative is the way to be, um, especially in this, um, this climate today that we're all living in, politically, you know, viral, um, so I did speak with a gal today as well. So I'm going back and forth because, um, you know, this gal, she is beautiful and her work is drop dead. So she is from Russia. Uh, she's only been here for, 
a year, two years, I believe. And she does these outstanding lashes, um, lash extensions. And she gets her lashes from Europe. So it's not like anything else that's um, offered here in the um, Philadelphia region. I would imagine possibly in New York. Um, but my only um, negative thought on that would be, you know, um, like nails. You know, if you if you get like those long nails or lashes, you know, and then say, God forbid we get shut down again. You know, and then how do you take care of the lashes? They're going to fall out. Um, you know, we don't want clients pulling at their lashes. So, you know, I'm going to look into that a little bit more um, and see, you know, what our clients are really looking for. Um, I do see several women getting lashes again, um, but not as many. And so I think that that could possibly be another avenue, um, you know, that we used to offer, an ex-employee used to offer it, um, but we didn't have that many uh, clients for lashes. Um, once again, really being known for facials and, and other um, services, but then also thinking, you know, um, the esthetician that used to work for me and offer lashes, she did a natural set and, and they were nice. Um, but, uh, definitely not the best work that I've seen. Um, so, you know, this new gal is just off the hook. Um, so that's not knocking the old esthetician. It's just speaking truth. So, um, she did a, a really pretty natural set, um, which a lot of our clients are more natural. Um, but, uh, some of the clients uh, that do get lashes, they, they want that extra volume and, you know, um, not Beyonce because I don't believe in that and I, I don't want to offer that. I feel like that's unhealthy. It's too heavy on the lashes. So um, this gal is like right in the middle. She's like perfect. Um, her work um, is beautiful. So I'm excited for that as well. So lots of... Um, new things happening, you know, as an entrepreneur and business owner in the spa industry, in this crazy world. Um, so that's a good thing. That's definitely a good thing. Um, new treatments, <laughs> just keeping busy. Um, I already have to look towards the end of August, September to book my vacation because I'm already booked so far out. Um, once again, not complaining. <laughs> Definitely a good thing. But I have also, um, you know, taken uh, a few days off a week as well, which I didn't really do uh, prior um, to being a cancer patient. Uh, and that, um, in my mind, I think has... Well, I know, um, has contributed to a very high stress level and I feel, um, uh, may have been, um, a contributor, uh, to cancer, uh, stress. So, um, really taking the time just to, uh, give back to myself and, you know, 
really just think of uh, nourishing myself and uh, taking care of myself because being a business owner is tough and it does take a lot. It takes 100, 200, 500% of your effort uh, almost all the time. And some days you just need to shut it off. You know, you just need to shut it off. And uh, learning that has been uh, tough because, you know, it's your baby. So um, you want it to do good. You know, you, you put in all your energy, all your money, uh, effort, love, sweat, tears. <laughs> so, um, you know, you, you really want to give it your all. But, um, you know, they say if you're not healthy, then you don't have anything. And that's very true. So... The last seven months of my life have been really um, challenging um, personally um, and, and speaking from a health uh, perspective and just trying to realign uh, myself and find things in my past that I used to really love and I kind of lost along the way, such as reading. I started reading again. Um, if you haven't read Verity, that is a crazy good book. Um, and I have a few others um, that I am about to read as well. So um, also running. So I'm not running in this heat, 100 uh, degree weather, but exercising, let's say. Once it cools down, I'm going to go back to running. It's a great stress relief. Um, you know, not so much um, for the cardio aspect or losing weight. I'm kind of past that. I'm kind of past self-judging, you know, at this age. And, um, well, actually being post cancer survivor I'm past judging because before actually I used to still self-judge so um so yeah running as a stress relief not so much as a, a weight loss tool um like I said that peloton do I need a peloton <laughs> um also you know writing I used to write poetry in high school and in college and it was beautiful I, I didn't share it with so many people because um, it, it was a way to express myself but um, I wasn't diagnosed but I had um, I believe I had ADD and I know that um, I was dyslexic or am dyslexic um, but have learned ways to cope with it. Uh, when I'm really tired, it comes out. So that's funny. Um, and how I self-diagnosed was when I was on Accutane, I used to wait tables and I would go to the table and tell the table the specials for the evening. And my skin was beautiful because I didn't have that 
you know, cystic acne. Um, and I would tell them the specials and then they would stop me and say, I'm sorry, what did you say? And as I was saying the words like, okay, so the soup of the day today is, you know, yada, yada. And the, uh, entree, you know, go on. And as I would say certain words, I would hear them come out backwards. So like, for instance, uh, like if I would say, um, I saw, I would say I was, and I would realize it as the words were coming out of my mouth and I would look at them and they would look at me. I was like a deer in headlights and it probably wasn't even that big of a deal, but to me it was. And then I would have an anxiety attack. (laughs) The second way I found out that I was dyslexic was when I was really, really tired, I would, um, my numbers, I would flip my numbers. And so that's definitely not a good thing if you're in accounting (laughs) or payroll. (laughs) So why I'm telling you this is because when I was younger, I had quote unquote learning disabilities, but they could never tell me exactly what it was. Um, And so, you know, when I would get my papers back in English, they would be like, check, check, check. There would be like red marks all over. I'd be like, oh my God, this is just like, it's horrible. Well, because I'm dyslexic, damn it. (laughs) Like, hello. And nobody could catch it. And so poetry was my out. And it didn't have to be in this perfect, you know, formed sentence, um, you know, tense or past tense, you know, what have you. And so I could just free flow. I could free write. And I got to find my journals now that I'm thinking about it. I don't even know where they are, but I used to write some of the most beautiful, beautiful pieces. And I only let a few people read it because I was so nervous. I mean, could you imagine, you know, as a child, you're like, you feel like, oh my God, like I suck at writing. I'm the worst. Um, I don't want anybody reading this stuff. Um, But you wanted to be creative. You wanted to express what you had inside. And so um, poetry was a way for me really to express that. And it's kind of crazy because, um, I started to write again and the last thing I wrote was about a storm and actually I wrote it just earlier today and it was just a quick little paragraph was nothing crazy quick little paragraph little phrases and um, I felt a little overwhelmed a little emotional (laughs) but in a good way almost like I felt like I was coming home, coming home to myself. And that's what I'm kind of taking away from being a cancer patient is like, stop beating yourself up so hard and just be and find your gifts that you lost along the way. Like I said, I'm very creative and these things are coming back to me. And it feels amazing. Absolutely amazing. And I'm sure for some of you out there too, being in lockdown, you know, you don't have to 
run, 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 run the rat race. You know, um, you have time to sit there and I don't know, maybe start painting. I, I don't know, start reading, start working out or, you know, um, my favorite facialist, celebrity facialist, Joanna Chuck, she's uh, putting on social media that she's completing puzzles almost every third night. And they're like those big, extensive uh, puzzles. <laughs> so maybe you like to do puzzles. I don't know. But um, for me, it just feels good to really, um, I don't know if internalize is the right word, but um, kind of come back to um, who I am and, and slow down and pause. I've been using that word a lot too, just pause, you know, and breathe. And it feels really good. So, yeah. Um, I guess what I'll end on is letting you guys know that I finished radiation. <laughs> so I finished that um, the first week of July. I believe it was July um, 6th or 7th was my last day. I already threw the papers out because I'm like, I'm done. I just want to be over this. I've been poked in product for the last seven months of my life. And just physically been put through the ringer in every single way you could possibly think. And so, except for losing my hair, thank God. But there's no, I'm not comparing. <laughs> so, um, I finished radiation. Yay! Um, I still have um, radiation rash. Um, and they say that that should continue, you know, four weeks. They said that um, side effects can um, still continue for six to nine months. And so um, the last four treatments of my radiation, they did what they called a cone down, I believe. And so what that means is it's more superficial, uh, but it's not so large of an area. So my, you know, the margins aren't as large. Um, they're not radiating my whole chest on the left side. They're actually coned down. So target it exactly over where uh, Dr. Chu had sliced me open, so to speak. <laughs> so now it looks like I have uh, a nice scar of where I've been sliced open and a nice ring, red ring, a bullseye <laughs> over top. Super sexy, let me tell you. And it's starting uh, in my armpit a little bit um, from the other radiation is starting to turn uh, a little discolored. So, um, you know, a little pigmentation turning brown. And they say that, you know, all of the redness that's on my breast and chest, um, if it doesn't fade, the darker spots like the ring, the bullseye will um, darken and uh, be pigmented and turn like a brownish color. I'm like, amazing. <laughs> but they say, you know, you just have to keep moisturized, moisturized, moisturized. So once again, just lotioning up my boobies over here, ladies. <laughs> In another case scenario, it would be really sexy, but it's, uh, you know, 
uh, more of a, you know, just trying to get that discoloration to go and not hang around forever. And so I did want to let you guys know that uh, during the last week of radiation, um, the, I believe it was the third to last treatment, the machine had broken down for the second time. I was five minutes away from the uh, hospital to get there for my treatment. And the nurse had called me and said, you know, we just, the machines broke down. The technician has to come in and fix it. It's going to be a few hours. Can you come back later today for your treatment? And I said, no, actually I can't. We had already opened the spa and I had clients. And I said, you know, I'm booked the rest of the day until 8 p.m. And this is like at 8.15. Well, my appointment was at 8.15 in the morning, so 8 a.m. And uh, she said, okay, that's fine. Just come tomorrow. And uh, that was supposed to be my, uh, I guess, my my first cone down. So of the, the four to finish. And uh, so that was at the following day. And it was in the afternoon, this uh, appointment. And usually my appointments are first in the morning, 8.15, 8 o'clock. So I can just get in and out, in and out, just get it done with. And so, of course, obviously, as we all know, there's a lot more traffic around 2 o'clock. Um, even, you know, with COVID, whatever, you know, it's just a little bit more hectic. Not as hectic as, you know, let's say, you know, in 2000, but still, you know, more hectic than it is at 8.15 in the morning. And so... Um, I was going to be late. I, I got, uh, held up at work, um, you know, and so I let them know, I called them and said, Hey, just so you guys know, I'm going to be late, you know, and, uh, you know, I, I got held up at work. I'm so sorry. They said, it's fine. Just head on in. And, um, then when I started driving in, there was traffic there was an accident or something that I had come into. And so that only put me back a little bit further by, you know, at least another eight minutes or something like that. So I was definitely like 15, 20 minutes late. And, you know, I think I was late in six weeks. This is only my second time being late. And so I came in, uh, mind you, um, you know, this is stressful for me as well because now they're doing something different and uh, it's unfamiliar. And so I go in and it's a different, it's the same machine, but they have this like now different apparatus and it's like, what are they doing? You know, it, it's nerve wracking. Um, and so I go in and the one, there's two nurses um, waiting for me to, to get in there. And the one nurse just says, she she's just, I don't, I don't even know. She's had like the worst day ever. She's like, tomorrow you need to be here at 8.10, 8.10, ready and dressed and ready to go. 8.10, tomorrow you need to be here. And this is before I even get on the table. They explain to me what's happening. I'm already stressed out. And then she, she goes ahead and flips her little attitude. And so I'm like, yes, I'll be here. You know, I apologize. It is my fault for being late, but I did call. And so 
I laid down on the table for my radiation. There's this new apparatus there, you know, it's, it's more intrusive, if you will. Um, and so I just laid there with my hands over my head, grabbing onto little handles, you know, stressed out in my head. Now this nurse just pretty much yelled at me, bitched me out. And I'm stressed out taking this radiation. So it was quick. And then, you know, when the nurse usually comes in and, you know, lowers the table and says, okay, you can let your hands down now and, you know, we'll see you tomorrow. So she came in to let me know, come on, you know, you're, you're finished. You can let your hands down. And I said to her, you know what? That was really wrong of that other nurse. Uh, I said, you know, yes, I was late, but I did call. I did apologize. And I said, it's not like I did it intentionally. I said, just like yesterday, I was five minutes away from the hospital for my appointment. And you guys called me for the second time because the machine broke. So now I'm stressed out, you know, thinking, is this machine working properly? Am I going to have issues five years from now? A year from now, 10, 20 years from now, because that machine just broke down for the second time in six weeks. Is it spraying radiation to my heart, to my lungs? Is it actually working properly? Did the technician fix it exactly how it needs to be fixed? Oh, you don't have to worry about that. You don't have to worry about that. Right. I don't have to worry about that, but that's what's going through my head. I said, so just like your machine didn't break down on purpose, I didn't mean to be late today either. So yes, this is my second time being late, but this is the second time that damn machine broke down. And she's like, I know, I'm sorry. Like she really shouldn't have, you know, talked to you like that. And I said, you're right. I said, you know, and, and I'm not, you know, telling you, you know, I, I'm not trying to uh, project on you, but I just want to let you guys know that that's not okay. She cannot talk to me like that. If anything, you guys are here to treat me. I said, if I was a, a customer, I, I wouldn't come back. I said, but this is the thing. I don't have a choice. I have to come back. I have to come back to get three more treatments from you guys. I said, so this is ridiculous. And she's like, I know, I know. And so I was like, all right. I was like, whatever. I was like, have a good day. I'll see you tomorrow. And I walked out. I was like, I guess she's just having a bad day, whatever. So I walked out and they can hear me and there's a mics in, in this, uh, you know, uh, in the room. Um, so as I walk out to go get changed, um, one of the, I guess the, the manager nurse, uh, she, she, uh, bumps into me. It's like, Hey, you know, I kind of overheard some things, you know, I didn't hear everything what happened when you first came in. She's like, but, um, I want you to know that, no, you need to be comfortable here and, you know, I apologize, you know, but, you know, I'm not sure what happened, but, you know, we do run on a schedule. So I said, listen, I said, I run on a schedule. Trust me, I, I, I take clients on a schedule as well. I said, but, you know, things do happen. Things do happen. And, you know, that's not okay for her to talk to me like that. And so um, she's like, you know, you're right. You're right. So I was like, yeah, okay, thanks. I'll see you tomorrow. So then later that day, I'm at work. <laughs> you 
you know, radiation, work, you know, the show must go on. And um, I get a call from uh, the head nurse. So she is the overseer of all these nurses. She's like the head nurse, right? She's like, I was filled in. What happened? This is absolutely unacceptable. You know, we are here to, you know, give you great care. There is absolutely no way that she should have spoken to you like that. You know, and I was like, you're right. I'm like, the more I think about this, it's not okay. I said, "Um, you know, I just, you know, didn't really speak up. I said, I said a little piece. I said, but, you know, and I told her exactly what I was feeling, anxious, nervous, this, that. And if I was a customer, I wouldn't come back. And she said, absolutely. I want you to tell me exactly everything. And, you know, we need to realize that we do this in and out every day, day in, day out. And for you guys, it's not something that you do every day and that you are our patients and that we need to take care of you guys. Not only just giving you radiation, but we really have to, you know, be compassionate. And I'm like, yeah, isn't that part of a nurse's code? I don't understand. Like, I understand people having a bad day, but so anyhow, um, yeah, Um, I guess my point is to be an advocate for yourself. Um, I actually skipped a part. I, she called me the day after I went home that day, worked and then slept on it and got up and sent my doctor, the oncologist, an email on exactly how I felt and pretty much everything that I explained to you guys I sent. And then I got a phone call the following day from the head nurse, the head charge nurse. And that's when I spoke to her. And she's like, we are going to, you know, institute some trainings and, you know, or retrainings and just, you know, reiteration of, you know, what we're doing here. And so, um, once again, my point is, you know, I slept on it. I didn't flip out. You know, I easily sent an email to my oncologist and I actually CC'd my, um, fertility doc because she's known me the longest because I've been going through all of this with my fertility doc. And uh, she's actually the one that told me the results that I got cancer uh, when they came back um, because I was trying to get pregnant uh, for years prior. Um, And so being your own advocate is important. Speaking up for yourself, you know, really um, letting people know how you feel, especially if you're going through cancer treatments, you know, yeah, it sucks. It sucks real bad, but you know what? These people do this, like the head nurse said, day in and day out. So it's almost robotic for them. They're doing their job and they're doing a damn good job. That's not what I'm saying, but it's almost just like you're another number. You're another just, you know, patient, another number. And so, you know, speaking up for yourself and really advocating for yourself is important. And, um, you know, if you're in my shoes someday, 
then I hope that you would advocate for yourself as well and speak up. It's important because you're important. And so is your health. So. All right, guys, do I need a Peloton? <laughs> uh, well, I hope everybody has a wonderful remaining July. Um, we only have, I believe, five weeks of summer left. Can you believe it? It's really crazy. Oh, and I'm not allowed in the sun at all. I had black leggings on today and I was waiting for my husband and I was in the passenger side of the car. I had the door open and I had my right leg out, my left leg in. And then when I came and I was sitting there just 10 minutes, 10 minutes of sun on black leggings on my right leg, came inside, went to use the bathroom and my right leg, it looked like I had red spider veins all over, like red spider vein sunburn on my on my thigh and then on my left thigh nothing so yeah no sun for Chrissy dress in 2020 um radiation does a number on you <laughs> so and it's cumulative so yeah I will not be um going to the beach uh, maybe the lake <laughs> all right guys I'm gonna get out of here I hope everybody is doing well have a wonderful rest of your day, night, evening, morning, and uh, be well. <laughs>